Hi, and welcome to the podcast from Knox Presbyterian Church in McDonald's Corners, Ontario. Knox is part of a three-church charge between Elfin, Snow Road, and McDonald's Corners. Each Sunday, there's a 9.30 a.m. service in Elfin or Snow Road, and then again at Knox in McDonald's Corners. If you are able to join us next week, we'd love to see you at one of our services. If not, we hope this reaches you wherever you are. This audio recording is from the 11 a.m. service with Pastor Philip Roblard. For more information, please contact us on our Facebook page. Thank you, Joel and family, both of uh, both of them, uh, Isla and and Caleb. We're all keeping time there. Thank you. Uh, that was lovely, guys. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to share with you another poem. Let me just get it queued up so I can share my screen with you. Desktop, share. And I would like, oh, here we go, slideshow from the start. All right. Oh, that's a little pixely. I'm sorry about that. Hopefully the rest of the pictures are clear. Today we are talking about love. Oh. It's the last Sunday of Advent, the last Sunday to wait. As we get ready for Christmas, our hearts to celebrate. We've talked about the hope that only Christ can give, the hope that we can know God and with him truly live. We've talked about his peace, peace that covers head to toe, and stays with us through everything, wherever we may go. We've talked about the joy that only Christ can bring. The joy of God's promises, he never forgets a thing. But today is very special. Today we reflect on love. The love that God shows us in sending Christ from above. Jesus was at the beginning, before the start of time. He made everything we know everything that's yours or mine. With great love, he chose to come and humbly walk the earth to teach us how to please God 
and see in others great worth. Jesus loved so freely. He loved all who crossed his way, even those who hurt him, who had nothing good to say. He was patient, he was kind, he didn't envy or boast. Jesus showed us each day what God loves the most. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that we could truly know him and live together as one. This is love that he has shown us, love that he made a plan, love that he kept his promise to save every woman and man, love that he sent a baby into the darkness of the world to be the light forever for every boy and girl. So let us now this Christmas find ways to love each other, just as God has shown his great love through giving us Christ, our brother. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's the last Advent poem. Thank you very much, so much, Rebecca, for your pleasure. of your gift. And uh, it was it was wonderful. Thank you so very much. You are such a blessing to us as a congregation, really. Well, um, this morning um, we're going to together. Uh, read the uh, prayer, God's word, um, listening to God's word. It's such a simple prayer, but it says, thank you, Lord, for the love we have in you. We pray that you would help us to be a source of love in our world. May we embrace others with that same love and be more like you. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Well, we actually have two passages of scripture and uh, I've asked uh, uh, Hazel to read the first one, which is uh, Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 to 7. Uh, we can't hear you, Hazel. But okay. There you Take are. Take two. Caught it. <laughs> Thank you. Nevertheless, the dimness was not a, be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievous, grievously afflict her by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou host multiplied the nation and not increased the joy, the joy they before thee according to the joy in harvest and as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulders, the rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midland. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood and this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forever. 
the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Thank you. And then we're going to have uh, David Barr read us from the New Testament. Um, and he's reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. Birth of Jesus. At that time, the Emperor Augustus ordered us to be taken throughout the Roman Empire. When this first census took place, Quirinius was the governor of Syria. Everyone, then, went to register himself, each to his own town. Joseph went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the town of Bethlehem in Judea, the birthplace of King David. Joseph went there because he was a descendant of David. He went to register with Mary, who was promised in marriage to him. She was pregnant, and while they, came, they were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have her baby. She gave birth to her first son, wrapped him in strips of cloth, and laid him in a manger. There was no room for them to stay in the inn. There were some shepherds in that part of the country who were spending the night in the fields, taking care of their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone over them. They were terribly afraid, but the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I am here with good news for you, which will bring great joy to all the people. This very day in David's town, your Savior was born, Christ the Lord. And this is what will prove it to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great army of heaven's angels appeared with the angel, singing praises to God. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom he is pleased. Thank you, David, and thank you, Hazel, for reading from both the Old and the New Testament. I've entitled my message, There Will Be Love. There Will Be Love. Um, I don't know uh, how many of you have written letters to Santa Claus in your life, probably most of you, but, um, but I understand that um, now uh, Santa Claus has gone high tech. And children are sending their emails instead, children's letters uh, to, the, to Santa. And I, I was able to pick up a few that were really good. So here goes. I understand that now um, as we uh, see, as we think of Santa, because he's going to be coming soon. Let me see now. Five more sleeps, a handful. Um, uh, the first one is from John, who's eight years old. And he said, I'm sorry, Santa, I don't have a chimney. I will leave the dog flap door unlocked for you. Um, and, uh, but watch out for the litter box. <laughs> I laughed at that one. Uh, the next one was from Christian, who was eight years old. And he wrote, mom and dad says, say, I haven't been very good this last month. But how bad can I be before I lose my presence? <laughs> Good question. <clears throat> Aaron, Aaron is 10. And uh, he said, 
I'm sorry for putting all that X-lax in your milk last year. Dad was really mad, but I wasn't sure you were real. <laughs> and Kayla, eight years old, email says, please Santa, no more clothes. And Roseanne, who's 11, writes, do you know that Jesus is the reason for the season? That's why I don't think I need any more clothes. Well, these are precious. They really are. Um, but years ago in a comic strip, and it probably has, been, has come up a few times since, um, Family Circus. I'm sure most of you, not all of you, have, have seen it. But the little girl in the family uh, is pictured standing on a chair uh, uh, right by the counter in the kitchen. And she calls out, we forgot to put baby Jesus in the manger, mom. He's still in the drawer. Shall I take him out? <laughs> I, I wonder how many of us have Jesus in our house. But that's why we're here today. We're here to talk about the fact that Jesus is welcome in any home in our inner selves, in our, in our home where we live. I know that our uh, children are gonna be receiving some great gifts this year, but it may not necessarily be because they've been little angels, but because they are loved by their parents and grandparents and brothers and sisters. The most important gift ever given in history was given because the entire human race was loved by God, including you and me. Wouldn't it have been exciting to be around in Jesus' day, though, with a camera, with, you know, people every, every day. I mean, you just have to go down to any site in Toronto or Ottawa, and you'll know that somebody will be taking a picture somewhere. Well, they come on, of course, on Facebook, and they're, some of them are absolutely stunning, and some of them, well, we won't go there. But, but wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it have been fun to be back during that time with a, with a camera? Uh, and uh, I think it would, have been, it would have been exciting, really, because of the, the, the pictures we could have taken. I'm going to, uh, you know, visit three, three uh, kind of snapshots of that day when, with individuals in it. First one being, of course, Caesar Augustus. Uh, you would catch a, I would catch a picture of him with it in his royal robe, standing up on his great balcony, uh, self-important. He assumes he's the most important person in the entire world. Ro Do you know that Roman coins were engraved with his image on it? Caesar Augustus. And then on the coin, underneath his picture was the words, Divi Filius. Son of God. He was a simple pawn, though, thinking he's self-important. He was a simple pawn in the story of Jesus. That is the real Christmas story. Jesus decreed that everyone had to go back to their, or rather Caesar decreed that everyone had to go back to their own city, to their own community where their ancestors had been born, grown up, and died. And Caesar thought, he was doing this to raise taxes and catch everyone who got to pay. 
And so here we have even Mary and Joseph, you know, they might not have even known why they were going back to this, this town of Bethlehem, old little town of Bethlehem. We'll, we'll be singing it probably Christmas Eve. But someone far more powerful than the emperor was in control of their destiny. And he's also the same one who's in control of ours. The second snapshot I would like to have taken is the humble stable where, where Jesus was born. You know, you kind of get pictures of it. There's all kinds of artistic interpretation. We have a, a nativity scene up on our fireplace. And uh, there they were. Uh, and it, that would have been neat. But Philip Yancey, he's always sees the unusual and everything. Uh, he wrote in a book called The Jesus I Never Knew. He tells the story of a visit that the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, uh, made to the United States. This was a few years ago. There was 4,000 pounds of luggage comprised of two changes of clothes for every event that she'd been invited to. There were 40 pints of plasma. I don't know what the house for, but I presume that if she had an accident, why, you know, they'd have they'd have her own to, to uh, knowing the, the cleanliness and, and the uh, purity of it all, uh, they had that. And then they had white kid leather toilet covers, toilet seat covers. She had her own hairdresser, two valets, that is to carry all the suitcases. And uh, a sh that was just a short visit by the queen. And that cost almost $20 million US at that time. Well, by contrast, God visited the earth with no fanfare, really. The fact is that Jesus, God's son, was born in a, a stable, no attendance there, and a feed trough. That's all they had to lay our king, our savior, our Lord in. There may have been more animals present than it was humans. Who knows? But we always, of course, have a sprinkling of animals in every manger scene. And then Philip Yancey says, how silently, how silently that wondrous gift was given, quoting from the well-known uh, Carol. Had Jesus been born in a mansion, he goes on to say, surrounded by a moat, the lowly shepherds would never have visited him, would never have bowed down and paid homage to the Christ child. For Christ was born in probably one of the most deprived circumstances in his world. But the third snapshot is the one that I think is precious. It's of shepherds doing their job. They're taking care of sheep. That's what they did for a living. You know, you all heard people say, well, that's what we do. Well, that's what they did and did it for hundreds of years before and continued to do it even to this, this day. That will, if you were to come to Israel with me, you would see on, the, on all the, the uh, mountainous area around, there'd be shepherds still there to this day taking care of their flocks. And um, Christ was born in the quietest, humblest spot anybody could be born, a stable. And uh, 
you know, the angel of the Lord comes to the these shepherds and light suddenly is turned on. Can you imagine how scared these shepherds were? And the angel says to them, what? Fear not. Fear not. The most common emotion that we experience is fear. All of us can empathize. We've all been feared. We've all always, uh, all of us have had fear. The most common experience that we experience, fear of death, fear of the unknown, fear of failure, fear of losing our jobs, doing something wrong, and the list could go on. There's a popular TV special that's for Christmas. Every Christmas, I believe, as long as it's been, uh, as long as uh, from the day it started, was a Charlie Brown Christmas. But you know, Charlie kind of walks us through the events, but Linus is the star, really. He's really the star of that special. All you ever see Linus do is stick his thumb in his mouth and have his blanket held tightly. That's all you see Linus do. That's all I've ever seen him do. However, he speaks for all of us. The only time he does speak, he speaks for us and to us. Insecure, filled with fear, that was Linus. When Charles Schultz went to CBC, the CBS, and I asked them to uh, the possibility of doing a special with Charlie Brown, they were ecstatic. They really were. But then in the midst of putting it all together, he said, oh, by the way, I really feel that we need to include the Christmas story in my production. The ex executives weren't happy. Some of them downright said no. No. But he was a believer. They finally accepted Schultz's direction and wanted to include, uh, allowed him to include this message of fear not. So Linus throws down in this, this production, Linus throws down his blanket. He's no longer fearful and with confidence he says, fear not, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for everyone. For to us, a son is given, has been born in the city of David and given to us, and his name will be called Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Well, right now, as we conclude, people everywhere need to hear that message. It's a scary time in our history, isn't it? With three snapshots with Augustus, a legend in his own mind, fulfilling the plan, that God already had in place to introduce a baby, a child, Jesus the Christ. The second snapshot, of course, is, is the humble stable where the, the true D.V. Philios really was born under humble circumstances to humble parents, but presented as God's love gift to the world. And lastly, God's son exposed to shepherds first, the lowest common denominator of humanity, a shepherd. Oh, they're wonderful people. I had an uncle who was a shepherd. But here they are watching their flocks and then an angel breaks into their quiet, predictable job and tells them, 
not to be afraid. But these angels, this angel was joined by all kinds of other angels who were praising God. And I think they were singing. Wouldn't you think they would have been saying, of course they would have. Music is an integral part of, of anything we do in life. Glory to God in the highest. And on peace, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards all of us. And now hope, peace, joy, and love, the four gifts God gives us for, for all time, all packaged in God's love gift, Jesus Christ, now rests in us, now is here among us, through you, through me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for Christmas. What a wonderful time of the year. And we now ask, Lord, that you would be with us, that you would guide us, that you would direct us, that you would be with us and give us the most wonderful Christmas ever. As we dwell upon our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, the reason for the season we ask you now that that, that that peace, that joy, that hope, that love that we've been celebrating these last four Sundays will dwell among us. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Well, now we're going to have Alicia White and Linda Russell um, do the sound, sound the note of judgment. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. That was beautiful. We have all this talent in our church, and it's nice to have us uh, enjoy it each, each, uh, 
as often as we can. Um, thank you, Alicia and Linda, for that one of sound the note of judgment. I would remind each of you as we go to the Lord in prayer in just a moment uh, to make sure that you support your churches wherever they may be. Um, and we thank God for the blessings of this season. And now it's time to give a little of it back to those around us, to those in need, to the church that it might, churches that it might continue, that the gospel might continue. And uh, let us go to the Lord in prayer for all of the needs. We have a number of them. Pat, uh, Pat uh, has, Pat Sargent lost her sister and Fran Dion uh, lost her a sister as well. And so we pray for them uh, and ask the Lord uh, to be with them. Um, I had somebody who wanted to get my attention and I, I'm sorry about that. Let's go to prayer and pray for all of these needs. As we go to you, God, our Lord and our Savior, we thank you that your spirit is among us. We think of all of the needs of our church this, this season. We think of Barb. Uh, we think of Sylvia Crane. And we also want to pray for um, those who are in need of prayer this morning. We think of uh, Pat and we think of Fran, both losing a sister this week. And we ask, Lord, that you'd be with them and their families, that they would be encouraged, knowing full well that both of these ladies are your children. We ask, Lord, that you'd be with them. We also want to think of uh, um, some of the ministers, Reverend Bob Hill, Reverend Linda Bell, and Martin. Also, we want to pray for Fran Harper and ask that, God, you would bless them today as they are either in homes or in places that are beyond us right now. We also want to remember um, those that are in hospital. We think of, you know, Harvey's not in hospital, but Lord, we think of Harvey and Joe and Sylvia and Fred and Michael, who's coming along well. We thank you for that. Leanne Nesbitt really needs our prayer. She is in hospital. Lord, we pray for Rob and Earl and Stan. Lord, I pray that you'd give them good health, that right now you would administrate a rich measure of your healing presence to all of those and that may your love surround them completely. We also want to pray for uh, those, in, uh, those in retirement homes. We think of Judith and Isabel and Fran and Norma, Audrey, Donna and Lori. And ask you, Lord, to, to be with each one of them. We thank you for the ministry that each of these people have. And ask, Lord, that as we wrap up this service, may your peace, your joy, and your love, and the hope that is only found in you reside in us every day of the year. Through Christ we pray. Amen. As we close our uh, service... Uh, I want to remind you that there are um, that there. This is year end for a lot of, for most organizations. As a matter of fact, all organizations. And we ask you to be faithful. Give what you can. Determine in your heart. The Bible says what you should give, and then give accordingly. We thank you for your faithful giving all through the year, and this 
end year end is no exception. God richly bless you. Our closing carol is going to come uh, is number 122 and we're going to do verses one and two and Linda is going to uh, play for us as, uh, as we sing it. O come, O come, Emmanuel. like to invite you to our Christmas Eve service. It's coming up fast, five days, five, four, four nights from tonight, four evenings from tonight, and trust that all of you will join us. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest on each one of you now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Well, I trust that you'll have a great week and uh, look forward to seeing you Christmas Eve. God richly bless you i agree we're all looking forward to the christmas eve service now before we uh before we unmute everybody we've received a couple uh christmas cards for the church and uh they're both beautiful the first thing isla and i would like to comment on is how much glitter there is we love the glitter don't we <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll quickly read the uh the handwritten one uh they're both beautiful cards um let's start off with this green one so this green one it's from Fran Harper, and this is to the Knox Church family. And uh, thank you very much, Fran. It's uh, beautiful with a nice message on the inside. And the next one is from Reverend Linda and Martin. And it's another lovely uh, card. Isla was commenting about how lucky that church is to have so much snow. And on the inside, it says, Dear Friends at Knox, wishing you the joy of the season, the love of our creator, the peace of our savior, and the hope and hope in the spirit for every tomorrow. Blessings and good health to all, Reverend Linda and Martin. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I do wanna make one more announcement regarding Sunday night or Friday night, Christmas Eve. It'll be at 6.30, 6.30. 
Thursday. Oh, it's Thursday. Yes. Pardon me. Yeah, Thursday. don't Friday night. We will not be here. <laughs> Thursday night, 6.30. All right. And with that, we will unmute everybody. Or we will offer you all to unmute. If you know how to do it, do it all on your own. I also want to say uh, for those that don't get the bulletin that Reverend Bob Hill sent a message of uh, Merry Christmas and best wishes to everybody in McDonald's Corner, Snow Road and Elfin. Uh, yes, and he's doing well and wishes everyone best wishes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I wish you all a great week. It'll be fun. Make it enjoyable. <laughs> uh, and make sure those of us, of our people, <clears throat> make sure that you uh, send in your gifts before year end if you want the credit. Thank you very much. And God bless you. I would like to thank everybody for their consoling. Thank you for tuning into this week's service. Again, we would love to have you join us at one of our two Sunday morning services. First at 9.30 in either Elfin or Snow Road. We alternate week, over, week after week throughout the summer. And then in the winter, we're only in Elfin. And then again at 11 a.m. in McDonald's Corners. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or call us at the number in the bulletin. We hope to see, hear from you soon, and we hope that this message has reached you wherever you are. Mm -hmm.